again, everybody. It is time once again for the Mainland Podcast. It's episode number 368. I am your host, Michael Citro, the founder and managing editor of TheMainland.com. That's an independent website covering Orlando City, the Orlando Pride, OCB, and all things soccer related in the city beautiful. Joining me as always from Tallahassee, Florida, David Rowe is with me. Dave, how you doing? Well, Michael, I'm better than I was on the last podcast. Uh, I'm maybe 90, 95%, uh, you know, versus the 50% or so I was. Uh, so not quite as sick. If I mm-hmm. still sound a little nasally, I uh, apologize, dear listeners. Yes, the usual dulcet tones are a little nasally this time. <laughs> uh, the important thing is you're you're up and about, and that's uh, always good. On the mend. So the... Lions were off this week, Dave. Yes, they were. And they'll be off again this coming weekend. So we've got this weird limbo between League's Cup and the resumption of the Major League Soccer season. So we get to sit around and wait, basically, and watch all of these other teams that are still in it play and uh, be annoyed generally. Yes, that's my general feeling about most of it. I wondered if you got a chance to see the super cheat video um, that caught Lionel Messi moving the ball five times before his free kick against FC Dallas. I did not, but I will go watch that as soon as we are done. That sounds utterly fantastic and utterly unsurprising. Yeah. Bend down, pick up the ball, move it just a little, bend down, pick up the ball, move it just a little, five straight times. (laughs) Five times. Yeah. Not, uh, Look, do you really need to cheat in MLS? I know you're getting older. I know you need every advantage you can get, but do you really need to cheat? I don't know. I feel like he's, you know, good enough that he shouldn't have to. I also feel he's experienced enough that he shouldn't get all uppity if, uh, you know, Cesar Araujo is, uh, you know, giving him a little lip. I don't think he should be jollying with Felipe Martins. Yeah. I mean, the guy, the guys for Orlando city were just doing their jobs. They're how dare you mark me, right? (laughs) Don't you know who I am? Um, so from now on, he shall be known as cheating ass messy. All right. And, uh, I think, was he always a cheater? Is this new? Did Miami turn him into a cheater? Who's to, uh, yeah, well, I, I, there's too much to go back and watch to know for sure. However, I in general think that uh, teams in Miami cheat. So um, it's certainly a possibility. All right. Well, Dave, we did have some soccer in the club this week. We had the young lions of OCB went to Fort Lauderdale to an extremely empty daft punk stadium. And uh, they got, uh, they got to take on inter Miami too. It was a game that, you would, you would expect, given the relative positions in the standings, that OCB would win. Uh, for some reason, we weren't given any real reason. Juninho didn't play in this game, and he wasn't even in, in uniform, and neither was uh, Medino in this game. So some regulars missing from Martin Perelman's uh, side. And I thought that that was a, a pretty telling part of this game because for me 
Orlando City B had a lot of trouble in the middle of the field, breaking uh-huh. lines, getting getting clear of of um, pressure. And Juninho is one of those guys who can just dribble past two or three guys. Right. Yeah. No. Definitely a difference. Um, you know, again, we don't know why uh, he wasn't in there. Um, it is a developmental squad, so who knows? Uh, you've got to play with the guys that you have. Sometimes you get, you know. MLS starters down there doing stuff or MLS backups doing stuff. And then sometimes you have uh, less than your usual contingent of OCB players. And it just so happened that uh, this go around, they were without Medina and Juninho. I was kind of curious as to whether or not Oscar would send a couple of the senior players down to that game just because his team's off. But um, right. Maybe he will do that in the midweek game that is coming up against new England or revolution Two, since they don't have to travel anywhere. They just have to show up at their normal place where they train every day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That that's uh that's certainly an easier um, outlet for those guys to get some, get some legs, uh, some minutes. Yeah. It's an opportunity to get guys some minutes like um, Mason Stadahar, uh also Luca Petrasso, Ramiro Enrique might, be able to benefit from a, an extra run out. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a good opportunity for those guys. We'll, we'll see if, if that's what happens as uh, this show drops on Wednesday. So it will be tonight. We will find out if any of those first teamers got into the side for OCB, but the, the game kind of unfolded in a, in a more or less normal OCB road game way where they, they would create some chances, but not put the ball on target. It would, they would allow, silly odd man rushes the other way because of turnovers. Uh, but it was, it was a little struggle for some of the players on the team, especially I thought that I thought Moises Tablante had a rough game. I thought Wil, Wilfredo Rivera had some flashes, but his end product was missing and it wasn't the best Jack Lynn performance of the year. And then some of those younger guys, I mean, I know I've harped on him all year. He, he's a, he, Franco Perez, just for me, is not getting it done at left back when he plays there. And any attack that goes up the left side is just doomed to fail because he just doesn't put the ball where it needs to be. He loses it in the buildup, doesn't make the right decision, doesn't make the right pass. Something happens. I don't understand it, but because he's not one of the younger players on the team, he's he's still a fairly young guy, but he's not one of the you know teenagers. Right. Um yeah, as you say, a typical typical away game. Um, you know, you you didn't want to see that, uh, given like you said the difference in the standings, and also you know maybe get a little revenge on uh, the baby herons, but uh, it was not to be, and wasted chances again. But this is how OCB goes. Um, you know, they'll they'll waste fifteen chances. And then, you know, score four goals. And the last couple of OCB games, I'm here to tell you, Dave, have not been drunk enough. No, not nearly as drunk as we enjoy. Yeah. So uh, the Young Lions concede first in this game, the 35th minute. Uh, Valencia scores for Inter Miami. It was, uh, you know, probably a preventable goal, but, uh, you know, they are a de- developmental side and you're going to have to live with, with certain mistakes. Uh, in the second half, you know, they came out still one nothing, and biggest break of the game for OCB comes when, uh, you know, Miami's boat, right. Decides 
to be a knucklehead. He pulls down his opponent. Uh, I think it was to Blante. He gets, um, he gets a yellow card. He's going to be handed to him for, for uh, the pullback, the, the professional foul. And then right after he does it, he retrieves the ball and kicks it at him and hits him in the head. So he gets his two yellows at the 58th minute, just right back to back. Yeah, that's uh, so, you know, first foul, like you say, professional foul, uh, you know, no problem with that. We see that at all levels. Uh, but then one, this is this is where developmental comes in. You have to learn not to get really upset and get a second yellow within seconds. Yeah, you just can't kick Israel Boatwright just can't kick the ball at the player. Um, you know, Tablante was down on the ground and he's, uh, you know, needed a minute and he gets the ball kicked at him and he's kind of defenseless. I mean, you have to give him the second yellow. Yeah, of course. I mean, it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous that it happened. And mm-hmm. of course, the second yellow, like that's so, that was so obvious that even, uh, uh, MLS next pro level pro referees were able to go. Yeah, no, that's a, uh, that's a second yellow. As soon as he kicked it at him, I'm like, that might be a second yellow. And sure enough, he put the yellow card back in his pocket, pulled the red one out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, that was the only drunk moment of the game. Yeah. Which, you know, that's, that's pretty drunk, pretty drunk. but, but not the, uh, the, that, that's a drunken moment, not yeah, a drunken not the match parade of drunkenness that we've seen in other, <laughs> other OCB games. Exactly. Uh, OCB was then able to tie the match just uh, 11 minutes later. Ball into the box uh, from Almaguer. Good ball from him. It finds Nabi Kibanguchi, who heads it in and makes it 1-1. A little break here for Orlando City B because this was one of those new rules in in, uh, MLS Next Pro where if if your sub doesn't come off the field quickly enough, they hold the replacement on the sideline. And although he got on the field before the goal was scored, he did not come into play. He did not get back to where the play was before the goal was scored. So another mistake by Miami, they were already outnumbered on the pitch. Uh, although when, you know, when you're talking about a, a set piece opportunity, you, um, you know, you basically have 10 on 10, but then they got a 10 on nine out of it. Right. And, uh, you know, cause obviously you have whoever's taking the, the corner of the set piece and then, uh, you don't have your keeper up there typically. Um, so it, it evens things out, but in this case, Hey, uh, you know, you want to be lackadaisical getting off the field. Okay. Yeah, sure. So, uh, it's one, one and Orlando city B had some opportunities and to, to get another goal. And it seemed like they would at some point, but they just never could find the target they just uh, a little bit wasteful in this game and uh, you know when it gets right down to it and you you fire 20 shot attempts at the other team's net and you only get four of them on frame you've done nothing to really work the goalkeeper you've not done your job and those are the games that kind of make you just I mean every team does it at some point some teams do it multiple times a year Orlando City the senior team has done it many many times over the last nine years Yep. Uh, the pride do it constantly. 20 shots, only four on target. It's just, that's just bad. And I, I don't know how you snap a team out of doing that in the middle of a game. Uh, shots. Uh, yeah. You know, the kind that are in a glass. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Do you <laughs> aim for the goalkeeper? Like I said, right. 
Aim for yep. the goalkeeper. You'll miss the goalkeeper. It goes in the goal. Yeah. You got a shot at it anyway. Yeah. Uh, Whatever you're uh, doing isn't working. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. Like, it's, uh, you know, obviously my joke was in reference to it not being drunk enough. Yes. Uh, yes. And so I don't, obviously they can't drink for the match, but yeah. Especially because some of them are not of legal drinking age. <laughs> A fine point, sir. <laughs> uh, some good opportunities, though, in the game, and Orlando City B could not get it done. And then let's talk about the shootout, Dave, because it's a 1 1 draw. Each team goes on with a point. And in MLS Next Pro, you get an extra point for winning the penalty shootout after a draw. Yep. Again, there's a chance to come home with two points, which is the second best thing you could come home with uh, from a road trip in MLS Next Pro. And they go out there and you know, Javier Otero has been a great goalkeeper for OCB for the last couple of years, but lately he seems a little off. And in this shootout, it was bizarre because he was going, he was making the first move every time mm-hmm. he was diving to his right every time. And the shot was going to his left every time. First four shooters. And I said, this man is now set up to dive left and have it go right. And sure enough, on the fifth shooter, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, and if and if you and I and everybody else watching can predict it, then so can that shooter. So what is the approach here? What is it just I'm always like is the book did he go and read and, and go, okay, these guys all shoot to my right, so I'm gonna just go right every time. Um, and then they all just broke tendency in this one particular <laughs> game. I, I don't I don't know what the strategy was there, but he wasn't holding his his positioning long enough to read what the other player was doing, so I I don't know what was what was up with that. And you know what? Once you go right four times, just go right again. Yeah, because they're going to think that this is one of those, uh, you know. Oh, I you know what I know. I know you know. <laughs> so I know what you know, and I'm not going to do what you know. Yeah. Now Orlando City B, um, just some some you know. They lost the shootout five to three because they didn't get their last shot in because it, it was too late to do anything about it. But, you know, we we did get to see Jack Lynn put the ball in the net. It just doesn't count toward a golden boot race, which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Solis, though, he missed badly, badly over the net. And it's not the only time this week we've seen players missing the net on penalties that have annoyed us greatly. Um, yeah, yeah, multiple. But, <laughs> uh, referring to the World Cup, uh, but you know, once you go down, it's difficult. It's difficult to get back in it, and they didn't. And of course, with Otero approaching the PKs the way he did, there was never really any chance that they were going to get back in it. Um, although Wilfredo Rivera did have a nice uh, cheeky penalty right down the middle, um, and um, Nabi Kibanguchi put the ball in the net yet again as a, as a penalty shooter. It's always amazing to me. I know we've seen it on the senior team, but it always amazes me when center backs are penalty takers in, in the five, in the, in the first five. It is. And, and, you know, we, we literally saw it, uh, in Orlando's last match. So, uh, you know, Robin Johnson, Antonio Carlos, and, uh, of course they both made theirs. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, so, and Kibben Gucci made his, mm-hmm. uh, so I don't know, maybe, 
maybe this is something that's uh, a trend with Orlando teams that uh, shouldn't surprise us anymore. I, I look forward to the next time and seeing a, a center back step up and being like, ah, he's got it. What we would recommend now that Martin Perelman do is if there's a game tied in stoppage time and you have subs remaining, just put all your center backs on. All the center backs. Yeah. And Everybody who plays center back should be on the field for the penalty shootout. That's right. What could possibly go wrong? Uh, nothing that I can think of. Because yeah, you're you're already going to be a really good defending team for the final few seconds of the game with That's all their right. center backs on the pitch. And then you go win the, the shootout. Yeah, it's it's science. You just can't can't lose. Yeah. No, Much it's... like Parker Lewis can't lose. Wow. I don't know that anybody listening to this knows what you're talking about. That's that's good. That's uh, the right people will get it. <laughs> Maybe there are no right people listening. <laughs> Other than you and I, I'm curious <laughs> if anybody actually got that. Let us know. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know if uh, if you got the Parker Lewis can't lose reference. All right. Um, the next up for the Young Lions, of course, tonight, as this drops on Wednesday, the 9th of August, they will be playing the Revolution 2 at home. And then Sunday, the Young Lions will travel to New York City-ish and play New York City FC2. And uh, hopefully they'll get some more wins because they they dropped some points against a low-table opponent. And they're not assured of being in the postseason. They really got to finish stronger than this. Yeah, and this is a team that's, uh, you know, has played better than ever. Um, generally speaking, across the course of the season, and, and it would be a real shame if they weren't able to make the playoffs. It would, and I would, I would be sad, and our Sean Rollins would be sad. I would also be sad. So that's three sad people. Don't make us sad, OCB. No, we want to be happy. Yeah. All right. Well, we got another sad thing to talk about with OCB a little later in the show, but it's also happy. It's sad oh, in sure. some ways and happy in others. Uh, we will discuss the next Orlando City match, uh, not really in great detail, just to kind of give it a mention because just to keep it in everyone's mind. And we've got some birthday shout outs to give. We've also got our mailbag box to get to. We're going to do all those things right after this. Dave, we're back. And how would you like to check the mailbag box? Well, Michael, I love the mailbag box. So let's take a look in that sucker. All right, let's see if we've got some mail where people can ask us literally anything. And you can do that in a number of ways. One of them is to email us at themainland at gmail.com. Another way to do it is to hit us up on Twitter. We are at the mainland on Twitter, and you can use the hashtag AskTMLPC. And you can also go to themainland.com, visit the Mainland Podcast page on that site. And fill out the handy form. So there's a lot of ways you can do it. There are. And we're not particular about which way you do it. All of them are equally welcome. Exactly. All right. I'm going to check again in the Gmail. There wasn't anything in the Gmail earlier. I know we did generate some stuff on Twitter. But let me mm -hmm. double check just to see if there have been any late additions. And it looks like no late additions. So nothing in the email portion of the mailbag box. We'll have to look in another layer of the mailbag box for, for our questions this week. All right. Well, 
We do have some. Actually, we have several. So let's go. And first, uh, you know, good friend of the pod, Joseph Angel, mm-hmm. um, has a couple. Um, this one's pretty easy. Which Orlando City player has been with the team the longest? Which Orlando City player has been with the team the longest? I think it's Robin Janssen. No, 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 no. No, it's Mason it's Stadiohar. Not. It's obviously Mason Stadiohar. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Now, yeah. Robin's got the most uh, starts, but. Yes, he's the he's the longest tenured starter, I believe. Well, Mason started. He's just not a regular starter. That's what I mean. A regular starter. Mason yes. is. If if all players are available, Mason is not the starter of this team. Correct. And so, but the 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 correct answer is Mason, mm-hmm. uh, with the little added benefit of now knowing if you didn't already that Janssen has the most starts. Mm-hmm. Uh he yeah. He also says if you each had to pick a USL team to root for, which team would it be? Hmm, that is an excellent question. It is. Now, does he mean all USL or USL championship? He doesn't specify, so feel free to, uh, you know, freewheel on this. Hmm, okay, okay. So here's what I'm, here's what I'm thinking. Uh, I'm going to say that because I don't really have a, a rooting interest in the usl i definitely would not pick the tampa bay rowdies no so we'll eliminate them immediately um i think that i would probably try to find teams that have orlando city former players and do that Um, okay but i haven't been paying close enough attention this year so um i'm just going to pick one out of a hat and it is in the 11th. In the 11th. Okay. It's cool. Completely um, random. Completely random. Yeah. I mean, you know, one could always go with Louisville City for the former ties to the club. Um, Good. Uh, and then, you know, the other the other thing to do is to is to just, you know, see who's got a cool logo. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what's or or name. Um, so for example. Logo's not so great, but the name is pretty cool. El Paso Locomotive. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's pretty cool. Um, and then, you know, Charleston Battery. That's good logo and good name. Yeah. So. Yeah, it is. But I mean, they they were a, a, a big rival team back in the USL days for Orlando City. They were. They I were. I could, but I think I could bring myself to root. Could do it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's fair. Uh, Phoenix Rising's cool. Yeah, that's not a bad name. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I think that's how I would go about it. I haven't. I I, I don't have one. Um, I haven't given it any thought. Um, nor do I expect I will. You know, if it's if uh, you know, Tallahassee Battle Lions ever move up into some level of USL, then that would be my answer. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Be your answer. Yeah. All right. right. Um, We also have good friend of the pod and mainland contributor Ryan Smith, who says, "What are your way too early predictions for this coming promotion relegation campaign in the EPL and Championship? Who rises? Who falls?" Um, Sounds like homework, Ryan. It does. (laughs) There's there is a bonus question too, but we'll get to that in a minute. All right. So 
we got to pick three teams to go down and three teams to come up, right? Yeah. All right. Um, we never claim to give correct answers. We just claim to give answers, right? Correct. All right. Uh, this season, your relegated EPL teams will be Manchester City, Arsenal, and Chelsea. I like that. <laughs> your I... promoted teams from the championship will be this is a little more, maybe a tad bit more scientific. Uh, the uh, the promoted will be Stoke City. I uh, will say Leicester City. And I'm going to go with a sentimental pick. West Bromwich Albions. Ah, nice. Okay. Um, so for me, going down uh, just a little bit more uh, scientific probably Luton town, Sheffield United, maybe Bournemouth. Um, I hope not Nottingham Forest because I have some connection to them from when I did study abroad. Um, going up, uh, I would love to see, I'll agree with you on Stoke City. Um, I'm going to say Ipswich town. Uh, and that's also a, my, my dad was uh stationed in Ipswich. So a little connection there. And then yeah, I'd like to see, uh, like see Blackburn Rovers back up. Okay. So not make that scientific. So. Make it, make it so. Uh, not that scientific, but there you have it. Yeah. I mean, it's a guess. And it, like he said, it's way too early, way too early. Uh, the bonus question from Ryan, uh, does Wrexham pull off a rare streak and get promoted again back to back? I don't think so. I think they, I think they finish, I don't know, somewhere between eight and 12 and, okay. and don't quite, you know, I think it takes a, a, another, you know, you gotta, you gotta test your team against that level. They got to learn to adjust to that level. You're probably mm -hmm. going to need to make some, some more, um, personnel moves to uh to excel at a, at a higher level even though many of their players came from that level or higher um, right i think you're probably going to be a year out from you know maybe being able to compete for that promotion i tend to agree although i i also wouldn't put it past them i mean they've got the uh they've got the money they've got all the they've got all the momentum and uh you know fan backing and it, i certainly think with the extra money that they're getting that they'll probably go out and do some of those signings that you're talking about so i think they'll improve um they, i don't know that they go up but i you know they might get as high as like in the i don't know 10 to 5 range 10 to 5 range okay go a little higher than you just a little bit so they I believe lost their opener to I want to say MK Dons. Uh, I'd have to go check. Um, I think they lost their. I I know they lost their opener because they're zero and one. Okay, um, but I believe it was to MK Dons. I could be wrong. Milton Keynes is uh is where that team plays, and I think they they had a rough uh, first go. Um, I mean not terrible. They lost by two goals. Um, and they're going to have to get better defensively because they. They uh, didn't do great. Uh, they gave up five goals and scored three. Yeah. So they've got an offense. Find some defense. Find some defense. But, you know, once again, first match. So who yeah. knows? Um, but anyway, all right. So 
not a horribly homeworky question, but maybe a little bit more than we would like. Yeah, um, I haven't been keeping up with, I mean, there's still ongoing transfers going on. So right. uh, like you talked about Nottingham Forest, they, I don't think that they've yet finalized the Matt Turner deal, but that could be a big win for them getting him. Yeah, exactly. So, which like I say, I'm, I'm kind of hoping for that uh, on a personal level. Um, so I, I have an interesting one that you may not have seen, and that's uh, Daniel Cluley, who put in a question, and it is an Orlando City question, but okay. he used the Ask Scoperp hashtag on it. Wild. So I'm not sure which uh, which show we're supposed to answer this on now. I don't know either. I, it's it's definitely an Orlando City question, so I think we should. Uh, you know, we can answer it on both. Um, but anyway, he says, if you could choose one, would you rather have Mbappe or Neymar as a new DP for Orlando city? Mbappe, not even a thought. Yeah. That's a complete and total no brainer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he's not hurt nearly as much. He's a better player. Um, there's really no comparison in my mind. I mean, yes, Neymar would tear up MLS pretty, pretty badly, but. Yeah, give me uh, Killian Mbappe anytime. Right, so both would tear it up. Mbappe would tear it up without getting hurt. Like if you gave me a choice of any any player in the world to be on Orlando City, he'd be in the top couple. You know, he'd be. Yeah, I don't know if he'd go ahead of Erling Holland, but he'd go pretty high. He would. Yeah, he would. Yeah, he's top four for sure. Kevin De Bruyne uh, would be in that mix. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I think I think Holland would be my number one. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. So uh, that is it. Okay. That's pretty good. It was pretty good. We pretty appreciate good all the questions. Thanks, guys. Of course, you if you didn't get your question in, you can always do that for the next show. We are uh, we are only doing one show this week and next week because there are no Orlando City games. So uh, just make sure you get your questions in. Either write to us at the mainland at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at the mainland with the hashtag ask TMLPC. Unless you want to ask a question for scope herp, then you could use the other hashtag, but uh, that's the way you do it to get your question on this show. And also I would say that uh, you could go to our website, go to the mainland podcast page, fill out the form, lots of ways you can get your questions in. One of the other things we would love it. If you do between now and then, takes you almost no time at all and costs you absolutely nothing is to go wherever you get your podcast and give us a rating and review. And if it's on Apple Podcasts and it's a five-star rating with a review, we will read it on the show. So please do that. Michael, I've got some bad news. You've got some bad news? I've got some bad news. Daniel Cluley is not the only one to ask a question about Orlando City using the hashtag AskScoperp. <gasps> who else did such a crazy thing colonel clink did tyler clink tyler i know look guys we love the hashtag ask scoper but don't yeah. don't but do an orlando show. city question i'm gonna give him a break here because uh he knows nothing <laughs> <laughs> that's true okay actually that's that's schultz, <laughs> that's schultz. uh again folks kids uh that's a show <laughs> called hogan's heroes that you don't know Anyway, well, so you should. it's really, oh, it's good. one of the best shows ever. Uh, he says, now that we're out of all comp- 
cup competitions this year, minus MLS Cup, obviously. What is the minimum to call this succeed? Call this season a success. Um, I mean, it it really depends on the individual how they define success. For me, if they get to the playoffs and win one playoff game, that's a successful season because anything can happen in a knockout tournament. Um, you go into every season wanting to win every trophy that you're competing for, but the reality is only a few teams get to do that. So how do you measure success? You have to be the absolute best and win the trophy to, to have a successful season, or do you just have to have a good season? And for me, a successful season is a, you know, a playoff appearance and maybe a playoff win. I think that qualifies as successful. I don't, I don't think you can now, if you have, you know, an all-star lineup and you barely squeak in the playoffs and you get bounced by five goals in the first game, not as successful. Or if you have, um, if you have an LAFC type roster and you get knocked out in the first round or knocked even in the second round, that's probably not a successful season for them. But I think if you go back and you look at our predictions, I think most of us were realistic about where we thought this team would finish over the course of this regular season. Um, Go get you a win in the playoffs and then see what happens. I, I think that's a successful season. I agree with you. The only thing I'll add to that is my um, my bold prediction in our uh, pre- uh, preseason predictions was uh, the team would win MLS Cup. And so according to my bold predictions, if they don't do that, then it's not a success. But only <laughs> in reference to my bold prediction. Okay. Otherwise, I agree with you. All right. All right. Is there any more Ask Scope questions for the Mainland podcast? No, there's not. And fortunately, there are. There's there's at least one for the actual Scope Perp podcast. Which, if you're not listening to, please go listen and subscribe to that as well, and rate that one as well. Yes, uh, rating podcasts is definitely something good that people should do. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's like money to us, even though we don't get paid for it. Right. It's it helps us find more listeners. And wouldn't you like to be someone that is listening to the cool show that everybody listens to? I know I, uh, am like that. Yeah. I'm cause I'm gen X, so I'm susceptible to advertising. <laughs> Great. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks to everybody who sent in questions. Thanks for everybody who has rated us. We are, uh, a 4.9 for the mainland podcast is our, is our po- Apple podcast composite rating i'll take it yeah that's pretty good yeah pretty good i don't know if i'm worth a 4.9 but i'll take a 4.9 well it's probably that we're both like 2.45 okay so added us together right i got it okay that makes sense all right let's move on dave we've got more to do before we get out of here the first of the things that we need to talk about is Alejandro Granados. Yes, indeed. You know, it's not often that you're that an MLS team, you know, it happens a few times a year and an MLS team will get a player that they can sell to a European club, a European mm-hmm. club that is often in Champions League, in fact. Yeah. Uh, but it's even rarer that it's your reserve side that makes that transfer. Very rare. Very, very rare. And Orlando City B did just that with a transfer of young Mr. Alejandro Granados, the Spanish youth international who has transferred to Club Bruges in Belgium. And that's the first division of Belgium. They are, like I said, a, a 
they're just basically a perennial Champions League team. Yeah, a uh, great move for the youngster. Um, you know, obviously we will miss him here, but fantastic uh, for him and a good bit of business for the club. 17-year-old moves to Europe and he's, you know, he's, who knows how they're going to use him. They may just be buying him for future use. You know, maybe they'll loan him somewhere, who knows. But the key thing is he's going to continue his growth as a player, his development. And at just 17 years old, why not go see the world? I, yeah, I would have, if, if I had the skills and I was that age, I would absolutely take advantage of such an opportunity. So the club will not release the, or did not disclose the fee that they received for his, uh, his rights, but there have been media reports saying that, you know, $2 million was the price agreed upon. And I would, I would say that is a really tidy bit of business for the club. Uh, for a 17 year old on the reserve, uh, squad two mil. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Now go buy Mbappe with that money. Sure. That's enough. <laughs> well, you might have to kick in a little more than that. Um, but I think if you just call the league and say, we want to sign a player we can't afford. I mean, the precedent has been set. The league will help you do that. Yeah. I mean, they'll get uh, Adidas and Apple and whoever I mean, else need it. Where, yeah. What's the Heineken money? Where's that? I mean, yeah. I mean, there's there's opportunity is what we're saying. And and we know the league is willing to do it. Yeah. I mean, you can't just be playing favorites and doing it for one team. You can do it for one team. You got to do it for everybody. That's right. So welcome, Kylian Mbappe. (laughs) This is supposedly a league built on parody. It is, but it's spelled (laughs) P-A-R-R-O-T-Y. Or P-A-R-O-D-Y. Yes, that's another one. But I was going to say it's for the birds. Oh, (laughs) yeah, definitely. Apparently the herons in this case. Exactly. All right, so a good move for the club. I think this is a, you know, you never want to lose young talent. You want to develop them and make them a first team player and all that. It's, it's, it would be great if they could do that. But, uh, uh, you know, when the opportunity comes along, um, you know, the offer gets made, the the player does have a say and it's good not to hold somebody back if they want to go do that. And, you know, maybe the goodwill you buy might come back to you later. If that player comes back to MLS. It's we've said it many times on this podcast that um, not, keeping a player from moving is better than keeping a player from moving. I mean, we saw it with um, Chris Mueller and how that, you know, affected his on the field play. And Mm -hmm. then we, you know, we saw the good it did with Daryl DK and some others. So it's, it's, it makes sense from not just a financial, but also a tactical standpoint. Indeed. And I am, uh, I mean, we'll be watching his career with interest. I mean, who knows? Maybe if they're going to, if he's not in their plans, maybe they loan him back to Orlando City. That would be a really tidy bit of business. <laughs> yeah. Two million dollars and you still got the player. That's pretty good. Yeah. All right, Dave. Uh, the Lions of Orlando City, they're off until the 20th of August and they will go to Chicago to play the fire at Soldier Field, and uh, which is a football field as opposed to a football field. Um, but, uh, that is the next game. So we've got a little bit of time, as we mentioned one show this week and next week, it's, it's just kind of like our off season in the middle of the year. 
Yeah, it's weird. It is very weird. Uh, we do have some birthdays coming up that we will, we should probably shout out, though, as this thing falls on the 9th of August. That's when it goes live. It is the birthday of one Alex Freeman. Holy mackerel. Happy birthday, Alex. Yeah, Alex, uh, I will have you know, will turn a whopping 19 years old. Ooh. Young, young guy. Uh, the Fort Lauderdale, Florida native. Uh, is, uh, of course, with OCB mostly, but he is a first-team homegrown player. And, um, you know, Alex has had some some good moments with OCB this year. He's still got some developing to do. Hopefully he'll uh, he'll become that next-level player that they hoped they were when they signed him to a homegrown deal. Agreed. It's always so weird for me that uh, my sons are older than a lot of these guys. <laughs> The uh, the other birthday we have to celebrate this week, Dave, uh, is somebody I'm sure you're familiar with. Okay. Um, I'll, let's see if you've heard of him. He is a Colombian. Okay. And he is a coach. All right. And his name is Oscar. And it's Oscar Pereja. His birthday is this Thursday, August 10th. Oh, my goodness. Happy birthday, puppy. And Poppy will be a young 55 years old. I I feel a little bit better because uh, I'm younger than he is. Your so. sons also are younger. Are, than you. are also younger than he is because my birthday is later this month and I'm still, even then I'm still going to be younger than, than Oscar is. So that makes me feel a little better. I am slightly older than Oscar and a lot less in shape than Oscar. Oh, I'm definitely less in shape than Oscar is. So he's, you know, there's no comparison there, but at least I'm younger. I think I have more hair, too. If you look at me and you look at Oscar Pereja, you will think I'm like 20 years older than him. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's still got that that uh, that dark hair and that salt and pepper, uh, you know, goatee. Yeah, but he's he's in he's in terrific shape. He is uh, he's young and energetic. Uh, I have been beaten down by the years. <laughs> yes, we've been beaten down by this club more than he has. <laughs> that's that's true. He hasn't known the troubles we've seen. That's right. He's and been the, largely because he's here. That's right. He's been the solution to many of our troubles. Yeah, so exactly. I wonder where this team could have been the first few years with him. We're not. We're not as old as we could be because of him. Mm, yeah, but older than we should be. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. All right, Dave, anything else you want to discuss before we put a bow on episode 368? I don't think so. Let's uh, let's enjoy this, uh, you know, relatively short uh, week of ours. All right. If you're only an MLS watcher when it comes to Orlando City's teams, then, uh, you know, enjoy your weekend and, and have a good weekend off. But we would suggest that, you know, maybe you could support OCB on Sunday. It's... Who knows? Drunk OCB could be back. And if they are, you'll have fun watching. And and that one's on the road. But if this drops on the ninth on Wednesday, you could go tonight to see them in Kissimmee. Oh, there you have it. So double opportunity. Yeah. Go see them play the revs. They've been playing good at home this year. So good chance for OCB to get back in the winning ways. Uh, we thank everybody who listened. We thank everybody who sent in a question. And of course, we ask again that you please go and check out uh, our go or buy me a coffee, which is basically our 
it's the equivalent of a Patreon. It's just not on Patreon. It's on a different format. It's on a different platform. But you know, I we've been having a good time putting together the newsletter every week. Or mm-hmm. you know, we want to have a watch party coming up for this quarter. So if you get in now, you'll get in on your watch party. If you join at the designated player level and you just have you know just stay subscribed for two months, then you can commission a podcast at no cost to you because you've already paid it. We will do a podcast about the subject of your choice. I don't know how nobody's taken advantage of this yet. That I feel like that would be the most fun thing is making us talk about whatever you want to talk about. Yeah. And you can come on with us. Yeah. Yeah. This is not just, you know, you send us a note and and then we, you know, do what we do. No, no. You're there with us. You can ask questions. You can prompt us. I mean, that's, that's some pretty, pretty good access there. You can correct us when we're wrong. Ooh, about the I don't know topic if we have that you chose, which we probably we will be wrong about at some point. Almost certainly, especially if you know more <laughs> than we do, which you hopefully will. And then uh and we're we're wrong often anyway. So mm-hmm. go to buymeacoffee.com slash the mainland. Check out the three levels of support, see what you get for them, see if it's right for you. And we just ask that you give it a try because you might enjoy it and we would actually get something out of it too. So that would be nice for us. It would be. And, um, Matt, I, I know I say it every week, but it's worth it just for the newsletter, let alone all the other stuff. Show your support. We had uh, three different writers on this week's uh, newsletter. So that was good. Yeah. Um, we're going to hopefully get some more people involved. that haven't done it yet. I'm going to have to reach out to some folks and say, Hey, take care of our subscribers, man. Because yeah, they deserve it. They absolutely deserve it. We love it. our subscribers. Thank you so much for subscribing. And um, we would we would do appreciate your support because you know, this is not a thing that is giving us really any money. And we we kind of uh we kind of need the support because we're an independent entity. We don't have nice big corporate deep pockets to keep us going like SB Nation when we were with them. So you know, this, our whole, everything we can offer really comes down to you. We would love to be able to give you more, but right now that's, that's a little difficult. So we're, we're doing the best we can and we are an independent. We're plugging along. Thanks to everybody who supported us through our uh, GoFundMe. And thank you to the, our subscribers uh, on buy me a coffee. We love you all. And we can't speak highly enough about you. And when we meet some of you people in person, like I did a couple of weeks ago, it's amazing. Oh, it's so much fun. I have had the most fun meeting our listeners and, and readers. It's it's great, great fun. All right. That's going to do it. Please read our stuff, themainland.com. Follow Dave on Twitter at Mainland Dave. Follow me at Mainland Michael. Follow the Mainland at the Mainland. And follow Scoperp Soccer at Scoperp Soccer. Those are all things you can do. You can like us on Facebook and you can make sure you subscribe to this podcast, download it every week. Even if you're not going to have a chance to listen to it, you're busy. you got way too much to do. Make sure you're subscribed to it. It'll download on your phone. That would be a big help. Of course, we'd love it if you give us a five-star rating and review. All of those things are awesome, and we would love all of it. Now, that's it for episode number 368. So we'll see you once next week. And the last thing we have to do is to say, Go City.